Welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your regular co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me as usual are Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. Howdy, y'all. Fellas, we are coming from our Home Fields studios. Go to Home Fields website, shop their awesome apparel, and enter in code Variety Sports for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, before we get into the preview, let's do a quick recap. Our Tigers go to Lexington, Kentucky, pick up a huge win. We are now sitting 6-1, and one, headed into homecoming. Ranked 20th. Ranked 20th. And, Cole, you have the updated SEC standings. We're going to do a quick rundown of it real quick. I do. We'll start. Uh, you want to do the West first? And then we'll yeah, get I was going to do the West. Um, Alabama. Is six and one overall, four and zero in conference. LSU five and two, four and one in conference. Uh, Ole Miss five and one, two and one in conference. Texas A and M, our brothers from the Big Twelve, four and three, uh, two and two in the conference. They just couldn't pull through for us Saturday. They couldn't. They couldn't. They are the gatekeepers from the top to the bottom, because then you have Auburn three and three. 0-3 in conference. Mississippi State, 3-3, and 3 0-3 in conference. Skeeter, who does that leave? Yes, sir! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks are 2-5, 0-4 in the conference, and they are one of, I think, seven schools, six, seven schools, without a Power 5 win this season. Moving I, to our side I, of the division. I just want to say real quick, I think Arkansas is going to be in the same boat we were last year. They're going to be lucky to be in the same boat we were to where that Black Friday game, they're going in fighting for their chance at being bowl eligible. Yeah. Oh, well, that. we're going to preview South Carolina, but I'm we're going to I'm going to look at that first, Skeeter, because their remaining schedule. They got Mississippi State this week. Mississippi State at home. That's a dub. They go to the swamp play Florida, they host Auburn, host FIU, host us. And let me just tell you, I haven't been watching, but, you know, living where I live, I get ESPN radio that I listen to, so I get to hear their local sports guys. They are not losing because of their defense. They are losing, one, for their offensive coordinator and his play calling, and K.J. Jefferson and his turnovers. You kind of expected KJ to be one of the better quarterbacks this year. He's yet to produce. So and their offensive line. Uh enjoy that burnt bacon smell in there when I walk out my door every morning. Anywho, uh eastern side of the division. We got uh Georgia. Dogs sitting at the top, seven and four and Got well, they are the only undefeated team left in the conference. Yep. Sure are. Florida. Five and two, sitting at three and one. I'll I'll admit it. That surprises me. Um, but when, let's go ahead and say they're three SEC wins. They beat Tennessee well, in the swamp. Uh, they beat South Carolina win. last weekend. 
and Fandy in Nashville. I think yeah. are their three wins. Yeah. Yes. And their loss is to Kentucky that we just correct. Made. Correct. So uh, then you have us six and one, two and one in the conference. Tennessee five and one, two and one in the conference. The Kentucky Wildcats five and two, two and two in the conference. South Carolina two and four, one and three in the conference, and the Vanderbilt Commodores bringing up the caboose. Two and six, zero oh and four in conference. So, um, <laughs> historically, when we've talked about the SEC, the West has been the stronger side, right? Yet Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State. Um, it, that is, you know, Alabama. Of course, it seems like things have kind of flipped over a little bit. The East might be the stronger division. Um, the West is very top-heavy, and it has been for several years. Yes, very uh, much so. If LSU gets a semblance of a defense, <coughs> they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Yeah, 100%. I just think LSU is still going to be tough, though, because I think Jaden Daniels is so good. Yeah. You know. Anyway, uh, we got a. I guess we got a little off track there, but let's look no, at we, our... We um, do more SSD recap. That's, no, that's I agree. Shows 100%. 100%. We could we could roast the other teams within the conference all day long, but Let's we are going to go. count our eggs before they hatch. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. I'm not going to get too cocky. Uh, speaking Carolina's of cocky. Tough. Ah. Uh, see that segue. South Carolina, what did we say? Two and four. And uh, yeah, two and four, one and three in the conference. We're going to run through their previous games. Our listeners are probably like, yeah, we already know who they played. But for those who don't. You're going to know again. Um. South Carolina opened in the Duke's Mayo Classic against North Carolina. Got lost beat. 31-17. Then they brought it home and got their first win in the season against Furman, 47-21. Then they hosted – no, I'm sorry. Then they went to Athens, played between the hedges, um, lost to Georgia 24-14. Then they brought it back home, played Mississippi State, beat them 37-30. Again, beat Mississippi State 37 to 30 at home. Then they went to Tennessee, lost Tennessee 41 to 20. They brought it back home, uh, played Florida, and lost on a last second uh, go ahead touchdown by Graham Mertz to Persall. Is that how you say their wide receiver's name? It, it wasn't last second because South Carolina got the ball back after that, and Spencer Rattler threw interception. Yep. To finally True. seal that. Okay, we'll call it let, go ahead then. They didn't emerge to a safety on purpose to run more clock yes. out. Let's let's back up a little bit further. South Carolina was up ten with less than five minutes to go in that ball game and lost. So they they're sitting two and four, and it is going to be hard for them to dig down and have fight at this point of the season. Now it's up to their team and the, the characters on it on if they, you know, because they're, if we go back to preseason, Beamer ball, you know, coming off eight win season, all the hype, he's probably second best coach in the East. It might be a year that they can challenge Georgia because they did beat, or no, they didn't beat Georgia last year. They beat Tennessee, right? Tennessee and Clemson. Yeah. And so they finished their year really strong. And Spencer Rattler, he was 
you know, he's had the preseason hype every year since he's come out of high school. It's followed him from Norman to Columbia, South Carolina. And, you know, when you when you have the bar set that high and you're sitting here two and four, especially off a bad loss like that, it's, you got to find out if there's characters on that team. And so I think that it can be scary as a Mizzou fan because we might get their absolute best. They might have some guys step up and say, I'm not accepting our season going this way. Let's turn it around today. And so we there's a there's a good chance that they're playing with house money because they have nothing to lose at this point. I I think that's kind of what we may possibly get. I out do of that. I agree. Um I would I hope that uh it's what we need to prayer prepare for. <laughs> absolutely. I, but one hundred percent. I hope we don't get a uh one thing we should have touched on in the, the recap was the Cody Schrader, I don't know if you guys saw that in the press conference on his tweets. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. about how Cody Schrader had asked, for those that aren't familiar, Cody Schrader had asked for the all the cameras, all the media team to turn the cameras off. Like he didn't want any of this recorded and gave a speech to the team about, you know, being disrespected, being a uh being Kentucky's homecoming game and and all the the garbage they had talked leading up to this game. Everybody predicting Kentucky to win. Everybody, yeah. Everybody predicting Kentucky to win. And so that's what um that's what I hope we can avoid. You well, know. The, sh- the shoe's gonna definitely be on South Carolina's foot Absolutely. for that one to say because everybody's gonna pick Mizzou. Uh it is homecoming. It is our homecoming. Second one according to Brian Kelly. It's impressive. Uh, yeah, I mean you, you invent it, you get two. Well, we're winning, yeah, but you we're winning make... Super Bowls. We're winning. We're just creating homecomings. Like, well, every we game is a, a Super badass Bowl school and yes. a homecoming combined. <laughs> you know what spooks me a little bit, guys, is Beamer hates Drinkwitz. He's never yes. he's he hates that man. Uh, he did a little interview with Barstool last year, and he wouldn't say who, but they asked, they're like, well, if you could if you could punch one coach in the SEC, who would it be? And I mean, he made it. He without saying Drinkwitz's name, put it pretty clear who he's talking about. That he wanted to take a swing at Drinkwitz. He hates Drinkwitz. So if you don't think that he's getting all his boys hyped up, being like they made the homecoming, no one believes in us. They, you know, they've taken enough from you. You're crazy. I think we're gonna get that same team that held that led Georgia at halftime. And you know what? So be it. Because if we want to, what's we're is it Macho Man or Andy Savage? You want to be the best? You got to beat the best, you know. <laughs> like, go out there. If if you want a title belt, we got we got to get everyone on the wrong ladder on the way up. You know what I'm saying? So no, I mean, I think I think they're going to give us a damn good ball game. I think it's going to be a tight ball game. I say that every week. And uh, yeah, I I think Beamer he wants Drinkwitz steak, and I think Drinkwitz knows it's his job. Make sure that doesn't happen. Uh. Since we don't have a special guest this week, can I just have a little bit of fun and be a special guest? South no, Carolina boy. Fan? It depends. I might end up improv? cutting it out, but. <laughs> well, just, uh, go go Cox and screw Clemson. I hate Clemson. Uh, Dabo is terrible. Dabo sucks. They're overrated. Go Cox. Dude. There you go. What a fun <laughs> nickname for your team. <laughs> Are you sure? Do you, do you ever remember? You guys remember like I don't know. I'm I'm like thirty, 
So when I was in like junior high, they used to be popular by like it was like a, a white hat and it said your team's name and like a logo, and there's just said Cox on it. And I remember mm. seeing that like in lids and being like, "What the? <laughs> you can do that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you could do that." <laughs> We're all fathers of daughters, and imagine there are parents teaching their four, five, six-year-old girls like we teach the M I Z Z O U J. T.L. Go Cox. No. <laughs> we may have to put a we may have to put PG thirteen on this episode. Yeah. Let's put clean. a parental advisory. We're, <laughs> we're talking about chicken, y'all. We're talking about chicken. We, we yeah. That, uh, we white just, chicken, boys. We just had that Kentucky Fried Saturday, and now we are going after the rooster. Mm. So going after the but, rooster. Uh, the things I'm optimistic about the this team, uh, and when I say this team, I'm not talking about South Carolina. I'm talking about your Missouri Tigers, our Missouri Tigers. These guys are very good at not getting ahead of themselves, being where their feet are, and the one and zero mentality. Uh, I, I do think they looked a little bit ahead past Middle Tennessee State, and that's why it was a law game because they were so they put so much into K State. They got past that hurdle, and I think now it's it's one and zero every week. Uh, who do we even have after South Carolina? Is it bye and then it's a bye week? Yeah. Yep, bye week, and then we go to Athens. And so, the accountability and how crucial they see every every game matters. Every every play matters. We jumped out to that quick start against LSU and lost, and so. Maybe it was like, hey, let's try to do opposite this week. And that's what they did at Kentucky. It worked. Yeah. You know, we, we fell behind and it looked like trash. Look how we can get right out of the building and, and turn it around. But the leadership and the coaching, the coaching staff from top to bottom, every position stepped up at certain points of the game throughout the season. And so I'm confident in how this team is led from within. They're not worried about the outside noise. They're not going to get uh, smelling their roses on being ranked 20th. They're focused on one and no mentality. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's look at exactly where they need to step up at. So we look at uh, Tennessee, or, whoa, we look at South Carolina's roster, and the biggest names going to stick out is uh, Leggett and Rattler, right? We can agree those are the names we all know. Yep. So Rattler's stats, I'll read them off real quick. He's a... Uh, Completed uh, 142 passes out of 193 attempts. Not bad. Just over 700 yards. Again, good, pretty good. 74% completion decision. All right. Uh, long 76. 11 touchdowns, four interceptions. That's a good stat line. Like, that's nothing wrong with that. He's having a good season. Here is where it becomes a little more evident where you can feast or, you know, whatever here. 24 sacks for a loss total of 143 yards. Mm. And that is obvious where their weakness is. It's that O-line. Yep. Here's the thing. When he does get it off, uh, Xavier Leggett is eating. He's got 716 yards, three tutties, um, averaging 19.4 uh, a catch. So... It's it's gonna be a feast. I think it's gonna be a feast or fan with these guys. We're gonna have some drives. We are just down their throat. We're getting through there. We're getting sacks, and there's gonna be some drives. They start at twenty. You look down at your phone. You look back up, and they've had two twenty or three yarders, and they're sitting at the at our fifteen yard line now. You know what I mean? 
So now, now question you, you, you talk about Leggett. Leggett. Do we want KAD to shadow whichever side of the formation he goes, number seven follows? That don't seem to be the motto of our defense, so I no, don't expect I, it. If I'm being honest, no. I want them to keep doing what they're doing. I almost feel like when you start changing stuff up for one guy, uh, you play out of position more often. So I'd, I'd rather him just keep doing what they're doing. I don't know what Enos is, is going to be looking like. If he can come back, then no, I absolutely don't want that. I'm happy what we got. Yeah. One thing that Drinkwitz had attributed the secondary success to was changing up. He said Coach Baker had given a lot of man switching back and forth between man and zone looks and i'm not trying to to discredit you know rattler but if if there's issues that lie within his offensive line and protection part of me wonders if we're going to see a combination of decoying coverages and also decoying or possibly mixing in multiple stunts you know, if these guys, you know, Rattler is a mobile quarterback. However, if they can't cover him from the jump, you know, to begin with, then, you know, there's there's going to be, if you have a good second, what I'm getting at is if you have a good secondary, it makes your defensive line look so much better and vice versa. So if we can get these two units to gel and, and the cohesion to be there, it has the potential for it to be a nightmare day for Rattler. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I on that same coin, though. I mean, I fear that they can they can feast on us a little bit too. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, absolutely. You look at the stat columns, and boy, their their big dogs are right there with ours. Cooks third in the league in uh, yards. Rattler's fifth. Luther's second. Legate is fourth or is third. You know what I'm saying? They're right there. What does here? I'm gonna show. I'm gonna pull a stat real quick. Interceptions. Um. They do not have a ton of team interceptions. They have six as a team. KAD is for himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they've only forced 13 sacks on the year, and they've got one guy that's four and a half. Uh, then it's two, two, one, 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 half, half, half. So not a lot of pass rush to scare. Not a lot of pass rush. On paper. They do, on on paper. paper. They don't get a ton of turnovers. Um, I don't want to say <laughs> – Man, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something. It sounds stupid. You all tell me. Does this feel like LSU Junior almost? Yeah. Rattler's good. I'm. I do not want anyone to crap it on. Like, no, Rattler's very good, but he's not Daniel's good. You know what I mean? And Leggett's really good, but he's not neighbor's good. You, you feel me? I just don't. I haven't watched their games, and uh, as y'all know, I'm a Saints fan, and so. I know a lot of the Drew Brees numbers, and Casey, you, you know this from being a Chiefs fan. The Phillip Rivers numbers, you get behind in a ball game, and the defense goes into prevent, and then you get a lot of garbage time yardage, and makes your stats look a little bit better. I don't know if Rattlers have came off that way. I mean, they were up ten with five to go against Florida, so he obviously was doing and some they, good. They played Georgia tight too, so it wasn't like you know he got a lot there either. They played they played Georgia good first half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were up at half on Georgia. They were. Which I think it's the first time since the Mizzou game last year that Georgia was down at half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this this has the potential to be overlooking a team. You look on paper, 
and we should beat them. We're but ranked twentieth. They're they two got and the four. talent though. On the right day, they can beat us. That they do. That's what I'm saying. Like to where we can downplay them in our mind very easy and think we're going to roll out there. We're twentieth. We're six and one. They're two and four. We're going to beat them. And like I say, this is their make or break point of their season. Absolutely. They lose they this game. Us. Yeah, they lose this game. This is their third. Their their third of four games, four SEC games in a row, and three of them are on the road. They already lost at Tennessee, lost to Florida at home last week. They're at Mizzou this week and at College Station next week. So, I mean, that's a that's a pretty tough stretch. You lose all four of those, and you're not bowl eligible now because this would put them two and six, so everything must be would be must win after this. No, I so agree. This is their make or break of their season. And so they could come in pissed off and wanting to step up and change the whole outcome of what they got going. And we cannot overlook them. But I don't think – I think our Tigers are done overlooking teams. I hope they're done overlooking teams. Yeah, and you know what? That's a good point. I don't think we're in a point, really position where we're going to overlook a lot of teams. I think maybe overlook Middle Tennessee State. You already said that. But I think now in the conference schedule, and I think this team still feels a little bit um, – there's disrespected. You know what I mean? I understand we're, we're ranked higher. We're going to be favorite here, but I don't think that chip on the shoulder just goes away overnight. And so they know how important these sec wins are to rack up. But again, like I said earlier in the episode, so does South Carolina, you know, Beamer, Beamer knows how to motivate his boys. It's, it's homecoming. I don't know how much the players have to do with homecoming. It's not like high school football where they're in the middle of the parade and all that. So, uh, there is some activities that can get them distracted and away from football. So it's going to be on the coaching staff to keep them focused too. Yes, I believe. I totally believe it will. I'm just, you guys nailed it. That's why I haven't been saying much, but I, I believe that the leadership, the coaches on this team will, will have everybody else dialed in, ready to rock and roll. It's just a matter of, ensuring that we cannot beat ourselves they do have talent no doubt but if we can play our game play sound football you know turnover free football i think we'll be in good shape and mike kelly said during the game last night this is officially a sellout like they sold all their 300 level and hill tickets uh tennessee's for sure sellout and florida only has hill tickets left i believe he said so we know it's going to be a, I mean, Good atmosphere. we do homecoming like nobody else. It just, it means the best time slot too. Yeah. I mean, three 30, it really is. So you get, you get your tailgate and you get homecoming festivities, football game with the sun out. And I mean, it's, it, y'all's luck. It'll probably be great deer hunting weather, <laughs> but I think you'll you'll substitute your Saturdays right now with the program doing what it's doing. Yes, one thousand percent. We still got we still got rifle season coming up. Cheater season's still coming around. I'll be yeah. all right. Uh, I will not be participating in that. <laughs> uh, I'm I mean, an it's, archery guy only, man. I don't know why. Cole, I, I, Cole, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, we just can't beat ourselves. Like. 
we go out play sound football, which we have not done a complete game yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU was our closest, uh, but we just have not put a game a full sixty minutes yet, and that's room for optimism. But also, <laughs> I think that also what fuels cases uh, fear is my hesitancy if you will we have laws Uh uh-huh uh you know when we're lining up to punt inside the 40 down 14-0 it's like uh here we go we are waving the white flag and so that thought's in the back of all our minds i'm glad they can't see our group chat during that (laughs) i'm glad i can't see your group chat (laughs) No, I went, one, not... I went to one mean. I'll stay. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the Twitter group chat. I'm like, no, I will. I'll throw this on the pod. I don't, you know, but I think at one point I was like seven and five, walking in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got you, brother. Don't worry. <laughs> it's just, it's easy when, when they start a game like that. But uh, I think this team is just built different. The moxie, the mentality, I think it's just built different. I think we're seeing that. I definitely think we're seeing that. I mean, I'm, we're not doing score predictions. Nope. Uh, I don't like it. Don't like it. Bad juju. I don't, I, I'm not going to be totally pleased with a 3-0 win, but I will take – I'll even take a 2 nothing win. Like if we just set Spencer Rattler in the end zone and get a safety, as long as we win the game, Yep. I'll be happy. Yeah. Because then we'll um, match Case's preseason win total. Buddy, you guys think like I'm going to feel bad. You know how nice it'll be to have my season expectations met oh. <laughs> that quickly? But, Before boys, I'll week. be on house money after that. Like, well, after that, I'll be like, win by 100. I don't care. Go I'm just trying, I'm trying to figure out, like, are you going to want that crow blackened, lemon pepper, uh, ranch? Like, are we baking, frying? How are we eating this crow? Definitely, definitely frying that, that crazy bastard. So. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I mean, speaking of crows, <laughs> what injuries? I guess we we'll have to see. We we'll have to see how Rick Straw uh, does this week. I think they kind of held him out last week, anticipating more of pass heavy teams coming up i think he could have gone uh cody schrader's obviously not coming out unless he re-injures something in practice but i'm on the base questionable all week yeah uh (laughs) brady brady and luther we'll see on there but they're playing uh so i I think we came out relatively healthy uh and that's it's been a pretty positive this we got some nicked up guys but they're putting it on the line I think the only way Cody would stay out of a game, they'd be like, oh, well, Cody is doubtful due to uh, uh, below-the-knee leg amputation. And Cody's going to be like, as long as I get my prosthetic fixed or he, fitted. He man, will be I'm, out there on I'm crutches. Yeah. He will be out there on crutches. He's like, I'm going. Uh, he, is, he is so bought in. I love that guy. What's, what's y'all's favorite Mizzou uh homecoming festivity like what's what's something you look forward to i don't know i don't i'm a bad fan or I, i'm not even alumni i just go to the, i just go to the game and tailgate and i think i just like tailgating 
Okay. That's the same for every game. But are we the only are we the only Mizzou podcast where none of us went to the school? Let's no. go. No. Let's go. Nothing but like saying. So. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. No, I mean it's always it's always cool driving up and down Providence and college, you know, looking at all the uh fraternities and sororities, seeing their you know, the floats and the the banners that they hang outside and just it's the best time of year, late October. Trees are almost full color here right now, so you know that makes it even better. It's just uh it's a good time to be in Columbia and you know for the school that for the school that invented it, founded or created homecoming, whatever you want to call it. It's just a good time to to be in Como. I've I've lived here majority of my life and uh, I'll be honest, I've usually been in the stands for uh for the majority of homecoming homecoming festivities aside from the game but if i had to pick one as an adult now it'd be you know just seeing campus kind of transform a little bit yeah i've been to one homecoming it was october 23rd 2010 uh number one oh you and i i didn't go didn't get up there in time for any of the pre-game festivities got there got in the crowd and Went in the stadium, watch us beat number one OU. So that's that's my favorite homecoming tradition is winning. Winning, <laughs> heck yeah. Uh, so, I mean, anything else we need to touch on for this preview? No. As far as can... the game itself? No, not really. I can't think of anything. I mean, I know you'll, like you did last week, I don't know what our listeners thought about that, but I do appreciate you going back in and you know, adding a little injury update. Well, update bit to it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so let's go ahead and roll in outdoors here. Uh, so, y'all, let's see. I gave my Sunday story. Uh, so, Monday I went back out and it was calm, like squirrels weren't even moving around. And then, like, the last five minutes of light. I hear something back over my left shoulder off in the distance, but it sounded like it was moving back and forth kind of fast. So I thought squirrel coming down and getting his last few nuts for the night. And then I hear something heavy right behind me over my right shoulder. I turn around and look, it's a little gray squirrel. I've never heard a squirrel hit that heavy on the ground. And so I'm like, screw you. You know, like you got me excited as a deer. So I'm turning back around and there's a mosquito right here buzzing my face and i do this when i do this i get a big old wheeze Hmm. whatever it was over my back left shoulder it was one deer by itself it stopped and all i saw was its back and it was big body so i'm thinking probably buck just this time of the year by itself more than likely Mm -hmm. a buck uh most of your does are packed up bucks ain't running them out of groups yet so that's kind of where my mind was on that. And then uh, went Friday. I told y'all my preacher uh, to the new church I started going to. He moved here two years ago or a year ago. And he's he was a hunter in Kentucky, but never really. He didn't get out last year here. So I took him with me, put him up in my stand. I've been hunting. I, I went further uh, downwind of him. So he was on the good side of the wind. I was getting his wind and my wind. I didn't hear anything until it was 
too late and I was getting up walking back to him, he heard, uh, I think, two or three different times at different locations, uh, some some deer smelling him and blowing before they ever got to where he could see them. He blames it on his wife for uh, putting on perfume in the bathroom and he walked in in his camo and he says so they had to be smelling her perfume but he was excited you know just getting to get out in the woods came back home was eating some red beans and rice and i intentionally fixed his ice water in a mizzou cup for him because he's a kentucky boy mm. so, <laughs> there you go got that there but you go that's my outdoors aside from cutting down 200 foot of trees over the last two days so i had i went out um saturday morning and i sat uh, in the rain for it rained pretty good up here i'm sure it did most of missouri honestly hmm. it rained pretty good i sat for a couple hours nothing but raccoons saw a lot of raccoons go by me um and then i mean it's bad content for the show i know boys but uh kind of talking to the wife and she's like you know and you really gotta go out you know like you know stuff doing the house so decided to just kind of stick it kick with the family a little bit you know spend time with the kid so i i think we're kind of go at least around me we're going through a little bit of an october lull um like you said they're not quite packed out they're still in packs i'm not quite seeing a lot of movement um so yeah maybe you can say i burned a weekend but we probably got some listeners who are single guys or dating. It's not a big deal, but man, when you got a family, you do got to balance your time. You got to balance yep. time when you're going to be with your, you know, out there and when you're going to be the family. So yes. nope, I'm a, I'm a dad and it's, it was more important for me to be home with my kid and my wife this weekend for sure. Yeah. And it's, you got, you went to the chiefs game on Thursday too. So I exactly. Mean, give, give our listeners a little bit like you work. And then you went to the Chiefs game on Thursday, so you had already had an out of the house mm-hmm. activity. So, exactly. Yeah. Only yeah. so much time out of the house for you know you're not really doing your job as a as a parent or husband there. Good job, family man. Case. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. This past Wednesday, my so it would be my uh, my Sunday. I went out uh, both morning and evening. Awful conditions. Just terrible. 80 degrees, wind blowing like crazy. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard the saying, east is least and west is best for, you know, wind direction. But had an east-southeast wind, which was not ideal. But I I told my wife, I was like, look, you know, I'm, we got a newborn. Most people know that. I was like, I just need to scratch that itch just a little bit. I just need to get out and go. She's like, go for it. Like, you're fine. I got this. She's awesome. Um, so I did went out Thursday or, or correction Wednesday morning, got in the tree stand and uh gloomy day, just got done thunderstorm. I actually had to wait to walk into my stand because it was thunderstorm and I always um go back and forth on where I'm wanting to go. I call it analysis paralysis. Uh, because I can I can never make up my mind on where I'm gonna go. So I'm driving the truck and uh I'm getting ready to decide. Literally, have to go either north on 63 or south on 63. Flip a coin, it lands, and I'm, the direction the coin told me to go was north. 
So I, I'm not joking, guys. I don't get more than a quarter mile down the road. And again, it's like just the tail end of a thunderstorm. Well, right, I can see my exit. And right in my exit, boom, boom, two huge lightning strikes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go south. So I turned the truck around, um, headed to the south, you know, getting gloomy, overcast day. It had just rained. So I wasn't worried about a getting in too late because it was overcast b being too loud because it had just rained and c um you know most of your deer you'll see some move right at gray light but most of them don't get up and move around until that first 45 minutes after sunrise so i slip in didn't blow anything out and uh you know if i can start to see gray figures moving around in the in the beans and then I hear something in the tree, and I'm thinking coons, you know, going back up to a den tree or whatever. I look up, and there's three uh, hens roosted right above me. Well, one looks down, does not like me one bit, and she flushes, you know. She alerts the others and flushes. Well, that woke the woods up because then I'm hearing all kinds of other hens throughout this creek drainage, um, you know, letting off locator, uh, locator yelps and kikis and it was just an awesome morning to see because you don't really get that in the springtime. You know, you don't get the, the whole fly down. You're just so consumed with gobbles. And speaking of gobbles, I actually did hear one, uh, one or two on Wednesday, which was kind of cool to hear in October. So the hens all fly down together and I actually keep a diaphragm with me. So I let out a couple key keys. Well, before I know it, there were 14 uh, hens, Jenny's and Jake's all right below me walking single file line from one edge of the field to the other deer total that morning i saw oh i don't know probably 12 to 15 dozen fawns one young buck um but i just call me a softie call me what you want but i personally don't shoot does if they're still carrying fawns with them Especially on this farm's case, uh, they were, the fawns were still nursing. So I'm like, yeah, no, not gonna, not gonna do that. So nope, that's ho yeah. hoping to get back out uh, Tuesday and Wednesday this week uh, before, you know, the week gets crazy again. And we'll see. Hopefully, I'm, I'm way behind this year, but I had the best season of my life last year. So it's gonna be hard to, to match that. It's you, you just had a kid though. I did. You gotta put that into perspective. And exactly. You, you came from a year where you only had one kid and that kid was old enough where the strain isn't so rough at the house. You right. know? 100%. So I think we get a little bit too much comparing ourselves to other hunters and to previous seasons of ourselves. And I think that's not always fair because we're all young enough men where your lives are changing pretty drastically year to year. So I sure. get it. You're like you want to you want to keep up with that, but that may be unrealistic right now. Your point in your life right now. You know yeah, I mean? we're not and paid hunters. Like we're not getting no. There's no TV wish. show for us. You know. I wish, man. <laughs> I had um, and what's funny is so I went back out in the evening. I went to a different, same area, but different stand location. Again, miserable conditions, like 81 degrees, 82 degrees. Winds just absolutely ripping saw more turkeys which if i take anything from that day of hunting i'm like okay i had two pretty good hatches in the area which is good to know 
but I'm sitting in the stand and the spot's normally just money. I mean, there's white oaks, there's pin oaks, there's black oaks, they're all dropping. And I'm like, my wind is okay. It's not terrible, but I was going to, you know, if I had a solo doe come through, I was going to take her. And uh, previously, like midpoint of that day, I had a bunch of army stuff pop up and I was not, I was not in a good mood. Like my wife even commented later in the week. She was like, you were, you were not yourself. I was like, I know they, they had me pretty stressed out and pretty, uh, pretty angry with them. But I kind of had that, that thought in my head of, you know, kind of like you had mentioned case that, okay, I got all this stuff on my plate, the stuff I need to get done before drill weekend. I got to work Thursday, Friday. It's 80 degrees. It's going to be 80 degrees on Thursday before this cold front rolls in. I'm like, is, you know, I don't know if, I know, I know Skeeter, you're religious, but Case, I don't know if you're religious or not or any of our listeners are, but, you know, I am, I'm thinking, is the Lord trying to like tell me something like, look, man, you don't, you don't got enough time on your plate right now to, to drag a deer out and work it up and, you know, get to work Thursday and Friday and drill on Saturday. And today was a busy day. So I'm just trying to, I guess, roll with the punches, you know, a little bit for the season, get out when I can. You just got to do what's comfortable for you. Exactly. Uh, Go out and, and have fun. You can, you can turn a hunting season and things at home miserable by pushing too hard. 1000%. Uh, I did that two years ago and it about killed me. It didn't about kill my marriage because, you know, my wife and I have a great marriage, but you know, the rut hadn't even hit yet. And I'm like, you know, felt like I was walking on eggshells around the house, you know? Absolutely. I, I tried to get you on eggshells when I was there for the LSU game when I met your wife, but it didn't work. <laughs> she, about, uh, she about swung on you too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we touch on deer hunting and the real good stuff's coming up for the state of Missouri. Yeah. And in case you talk about, we're not professional deer hunters. Well, breaking news. We have a special episode coming out later this week. So if, if you want, if you like the sports stuff and you're not into the outdoors, you're probably not going to be too much into this, but if you're into deer hunting, especially Missouri deer hunting. We have gotten contact with Dr. Grant Woods of Growing Deer TV, who is out of Southern Missouri. And he's not able to join us because he don't want to make a commitment for this late of the evening. But his protege, Daniel, that's been with him for several years, uh, is going to come on Wednesday night and talk with me in case for sure. We're not sure, Cole, with your schedule. We don't want to uh make well, what I'm, there so what i'm hoping is i'm at dad's shop skinning out a doe or something and i can hop on a call with you guys sure but you know these growing deer tvs a national brand that a lot of people that that get into the i mean it, it's not just growing big racks it's growing herds they've got into the science of it uh they know Missouri deer hunting. They they can give us some big pointers. So if you do have a question you would like us to ask uh, Daniel, DM one of us, subtweet or quote tweet us something. Uh, and 
and let us know and we'll try to get questions asked but man we're excited for this it's you know we're going into the bye week so this uh after after the south carolina game next week we'll recap it and then we'll probably kind of do a basketball preview uh next next weekend but uh look for this episode to drop probably i'll probably hang on to it to maybe friday night or saturday uh just because I don't want to put put it too close to our preview uh, of this episode here. So, but man, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, he's he's probably they're out of Reed Springs. So they might be closer to me than they are closer to y'all. I think they are for sure. Uh, yeah, I think so. And we we get a lot of the same territory now. There is a, a little bit of a weather pattern difference for us, uh, but. They know the state of Missouri. They know they, they can tell you public land, private land. Uh, so excited for that. And I, it's hard to quit talking about hunting. Uh, six and one football team, a hype basketball team. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is a great time to be a resident of Missouri and be a Mizzou Tiger fan. It is one thousand percent. It is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, so I'll try to shut up, and that way we're not getting too long-winded here. But uh, don't forget homecoming festivities in Columbia this weekend. The real Columbia, Columbia, Missouri, not Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, I'm not sure parades nine-ish. If I remember seeing right, I think it starts at nine. Okay. Well, I'll keep uh, an eye out on, um, and we'll put it out on on all our socials. But I'll try and keep an eye out on what the university uh, posts, and and then share that to, to Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and kick off three thirty, correct? Yep. Or was that three thirty Eastern, two thirty our time? Yep. Three thirty our time. I believe so. Yeah. If not, I'm. You'll get there. We're gonna I look it had, up, I guess. I just, just had a spasm in my back. Sorry, but to make uh, sure. <laughs> Good night, man. I, I was moving some big pieces of tree. We was cutting down at Dad's, but two thirty, two thirty Central. Okay, two thirty our time. So yeah. All right, man. Hopefully, we keep everything rolling. But if there's anything to add, I'll do that into the audio portion again, like I did last week. So. Uh, Man, appreciate y'all and M I Z T O U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care and wear your tree stand harnesses. We'll see ya. <laughs>